Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another player profile and projection. Those are what the P's stand for, in case you didn't know. And it's about Kodai Sanga. Nothing has changed. I'm still Jack, a.k.a. Jolly. This is still Jerry Blevins, former Mets pitcher. Jerry, this might be the episode I'm most excited for. I think this is the guy I've been most excited to see in spring training. I think there's so much, like variability on who he could be in the big leagues, which we'll, we'll touch upon. But I really feel most excited about the potential on where he could fit into this ball club and specifically where he could fit in into the rotation. I mean, he's been kind of a celebrity around spring training. I feel like I see the most posts about him. This will be going out later, but today was the Mets photo shoot. And I think... He's an early contender for the best smile on the Mets. I mean, we have Mr. Smile, like, yeah, Eduardo tough. Escobar, but I'm a big Cody Singa guy. I mean, have you? did you see the pictures? Like, have I you heard on. of Brandon Nimmo before? I have heard of Brandon Nimmo, oh. that's true. It's a, it's a likable team. It's a likable, <laughs> it's a likable team. team. Right? We like them. Uh, there's a lot to say about Kodai Singa. Um, some people might be very familiar at this point because he's been covered for a few months. Some people not, might not be familiar at all. But luckily, we've both done a decent amount of research and can bring you some of that knowledge. Basically... The short of it is that Kodai Senga has been very good in Japan for about a decade. He's only 30 years old. In fact, he just turned 30 last month on January 30th, so happy birthday to Kodai. Uh, last year in Japan was arguably one of his best seasons, if not his best season over there in the NPB. 144 innings, an 11-6 and record, a 1.94 ERA, a 1.06 whip, 156 strikeouts to 49 walks. Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, he was age 29 to be entered his age 30 season. And one thing that he's kind of seems to have conquered was the walk bug. Like right. he had uh, walks per nine of 4.1, 3.7, 3.8 running back a few years. And then the last two years, he's been at 2.9 and 3.0 in over 100 innings. So that's a pretty good sample size that he's kind of conquered some of those demons and some of the reason why it took him so long to come to the U.S. because there was worry that he couldn't fit in as a starter. And there's still some question marks on if he can translate into the starting role. But the way I view it is he could be elite. He has the, the, a, a really high ceiling uh, and uh, a kind of a lower floor, too, because you'd never know what you're getting when it, it translates from the Japanese leagues into the American leagues. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's very rare for a Japanese pitcher to seize up this kind of contract. Kodai Singer got five years, $75 million from the Mets. They really outbid the market. It's an interesting contract because they're, uh, they're betting on the upside of Kodai Singer, but they're also going to reward the upside of Kodai Senga if he does come through and performs at a major league level. So it's a five-year deal through 2027. There's a 2028 club option, but he can opt out after 2025 if he throws 400 innings pitched 
in three years, which which kind of seems like a very reachable goal. I'll do I, a little math. That's averaging one point or 133 and a third innings per year. That was huge. Yeah, I mean, that was we, we, you're not just the only math guy <laughs> I'm, here. I'm impressed. With <laughs> so the Mets are kind of setting that bar for him, and there's a reason for that. It's because in Japan, the rotation cycle of a starting pitcher is different than it is over here. They throw a lot more pitches in a single start, but they only pitch one time a week compared to a five-man, maybe a six-man rotation for the Mets, which might have him pitching five times a month instead of four times a month, stuff like that. But he's already getting used to it. He's already heeding advice in spring training, so that I'm sure he's going to be well-prepared for it when the time comes and the regular season gets underway. But. Yeah, we talked about it with uh, some of the older guys in the rotation, the, the Scherzer-Verlander. They're talking about possibly me making a, a six starter or putting these guys on the phantom to kind of the IL where they're not hurt, but they're giving them rest to kind of skip a start. I could see this happening with Kodai if he stays in that rotation because he's he hasn't made over like 23 starts ever in a season. I think there was 22. Yeah, yeah. He, they just don't pitch as much in Japan. And with his uh, injury history, he had a elbow last year that he missed some time. Uh, he had COVID, which doesn't really count as an injury, uh, but he also had some shoulder issues earlier in his career. So there is a durability uh, question mark. So I think if they give this guy a three- to five-year contract, they're going to take their time with him. And if he's being effective, make sure that they give him that proper rest. So Yeah, I think the Mets are, are facing a very realistic possibility that nobody in this one through five of Scherzer, Verlander, Carrasco, Quintana, and Senga throws over 180 innings. And I think they've prepared themselves pretty well for that with guys like McGill and Peterson, Elisa Hernandez, Joey Lucchese as starting options. But yeah, I'm glad there is an incentive in his contract to stay on the field and get that workload in and prove you can handle the major league workload. And I'm also finding it very interesting because Kodai Senga is a player who is very used and acclimated to success at uh, in baseball. He's a six-time NPB champion with the Fukuoka SoftBank Hawks, who are basically the Houston Astros of this era over in Japan. I doubt they'd cheat, though. I, I don't think they cheat, but we have no proof, so who knows? <laughs> 2014, 2015, 2017 through 2020, he was also a gold medalist in the Summer Olympics. The guy has plenty of experience. Three-time All-Star. Yeah. Yeah, so he's got experience. He's got upside. They, we've heard tons of talk about his ghost fork ball. Um, that's his like mystery pitch. He's talked about the translating because the Japanese ball is different. The size is different. Yes. The the tackiness. We've we've exhausted the talks about the the Major League Baseball and how inconsistent it is. Out of Japan, they tear it out of the plastic and it's the same every single time, which is incredible. Can't we can't seem to do it? But it is a a difference. And he's going to be in a lot more different climate. It's going to be cold in New York in April and in September, hopefully October baseball. Um, so he's got some things going on. Yeah, I think the size of the baseball is important to know because the grip of the ghost fork is like a splitter grip, so you're splitting yeah. your fingers across the baseball. Kodai Senga, I don't know if you've seen a picture of him gripping that ghost fork. That guy's got long fingers. That guy is a <laughs> lanky-fingered man. But, yeah, the ball is bigger in the major leagues, and it's going to take some getting used to. But, I mean, Francisco Lindor, who is a very good baseball player, if you didn't know, had some high praise for it. Uh, he was asked if he saw a ghost fork pitch when he faced Kodai Senga. He said, no, I didn't see it because it's a ghost ball. So it disappeared <laughs> on him. I guess that means it might be tough to hit and good for Mets hitters because they won't have to face him unless it's spring training. But yeah, I mean, a lot of hype centering Kodai Senga, the most hype I've seen for a Japanese pitcher basically since Otani. And you just hope that, I'm hoping that this can kind of be 
a Masahiro Tanaka for us. I think Masahiro Tanaka, his level of domination in the MPB is a little bit more elite compared to Kodai Senga. If you look up that baseball reference, that guy was on top of that league for many, many years. He demanded that contract, he got it, and he performed at the major league level, especially in some huge starts for the Yankees. And I'm hoping that I can see that in Kodai Senga as well, because the workload is very similar, the heights of their talents are very similar, and the success level in Japan baseball is very similar between the two. I see a lot of likeness between them in terms of their transition to MLB. It's just a matter of, can Kodai Senga get his feet under him? Because... Like Masahiro Tanaka, there's a ton of expectations placed on him immediately to perform and be a successful piece of this rotation that kind of needs reconfiguring and need to, needs to figure out what the identity is going to be going into a new season where most of the guys on the team making starts are new faces like Quintana, Verlander, and then Senga. Yeah, Senga came over, he'll be 30. Uh, Tanaka came over at 25, wow. so he's definitely younger, uh, but he, you know, he was, if we can get Tanaka level performance from Kodai Senga, I think everybody would be happy. Yeah, and I mean, I, I want to ask you this because we, there's no, no one really knows where to slot him yet. Like, what, what do you feel comfortable with? I know we don't know a ton yet. We haven't seen him pitch a major league game. Right now, if you had to answer, where would you place him in this rotation with the other guys? If I had to place him, he'd be number five right okay. now. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the easiest way. It would be Scherzer, Verlander, 1-2. And then I would probably go with Quintana being the lefty, being kind of an established... I mean, he had a <laughs> a sneaky great year last year, especially down the stretch. He was like the only uh, trade piece that actually played better than he did before he got traded. And he has a track record. I mean, he threw 200 innings so many times with the Cubs. Kind of an underappreciated because he doesn't do anything special as far as light the radar going up but I, I really like him at three and then Carrasco who's had a track record of success struggled as a Met with injuries and coming back too early and then uh, a little bit of up and down last year I think that's a solid number four and then Singa is a number five but potential to be I think the potential of the highest he could be is a true three-headed monster at the top because he could be elite especially if they they manage his innings he could be an absolutely dominant starter uh, and be a true number three behind Scherzer and Verlander. And I'm in full agreement with you on both sides of it. I think cautiousness would dictate that he becomes the number five, but you're looking at that upside, and, you know, Steamer Projections kind of sees that as well. So if this is your number five, this is what you might be getting. Uh, 156 innings, which I think is, you know, a little bit on the higher side, not what I was expecting. A 3.73 ERA, 1.26 whip, 178 strikeouts, and then 61 walks. I would take that projection to the bank. Uh, I don't know about you, but... I think it would be, again, kind of exactly what they would want out of him. Right. Um, uh, you know, we mentioned his his ceiling. I think his floor would be an ineffective starter, and he'd be moved into that bullpen, kind of the Trevor Williams swing guy, which Trevor Williams was amazing for the for the Mets last year. I don't know if he has that versatility. Gonna miss him. To <laughs> talk about it. Yeah, that's very good for him. He got a starting run on job. The Nationals now. Yeah, but tough. he's a starter. Good for him. Good for him, I well, guess. I could see him kind of doing that and being relegated to that kind of 
role. He could even be optioned down to the Triple A. Oh, don't say that. I, I mean, it could be because if Peterson and McGill step up into a role, they could force him down. But the ceiling is is incredibly high for Senga. Yeah, it's insurance, and at the same time, it's competition. And I think you know, Kodai Senga got that contract. I think he feels good about his spot. He has a good head on his shoulders. But so I want to do this again. So his stats last year in Japan: twenty-two starts. 144 innings. He was 11 and 6 with a 1.94 ERA, a WHIP of 1.06. He had 156 strikeouts, which is over uh, one per inning, and 49 walks. So that's still a high amount of walks. I think that's the walk and the home run ball. I think are the two main points of concern. The latter, I'm very comforted by because City Field kind of a notorious ballpark to be hitting a lot of home runs in, unless your name is Pete Alonso. So Kodai Senga walks into a good situation in that front. He's got experience behind the backstop helping him coordinate his pitches. And, you know, Francisco Alvarez will see him later on. And I think that could be a really interesting battery down the line. Will we? I think so. Yeah, well, maybe. Maybe. We'll talk about it later. I <laughs> but I, I have a good feeling about Kodai Senga. I'm not aiming for him to be some kind of number one, number two kind of thing. And so I think his, it's going to take a little bit. But. His projections are uh, a number three, 156 innings. I'm a little shocked at how much they believe in him. I'm not going to lie. I thought they'd sell him low. Yeah, I mean, uh, 178 strikeouts and 156 innings, a 1-2-6 whip, like 61 walks. That is a like, solid production. I, I don't – the injuries don't worry me as much as a lot of other guys. And I think that, you know, the 180 innings recently is nice. I think that was, what, 2021 that he did that? No, that was 2019. 2019. Oh, okay, so a little bit further away. But still, uh, I think that – we're in a good spot with Senga. I do think that we definitely outbid the market by a sizable amount. I think the Mets saw something that they liked. Five years, $75 million, which is very similar to the contract that, say, Suzuki got last year from the Cubs for a position player. You know, it's, it's a decent amount of money, and the Mets were in the middle of their complete spending spree, and I think it even fell under the radar at that point, just like I keep saying for all these signings because they kept happening one after <laughs> the other. But another one that I think could work out long-term – I am really curious about that opt-out in 2025. I'm very, very curious to see what his market looks like then. It'll be 33. Maybe he has three years of great pitching under his belt at that point. Maybe the contract has become a disaster. But at that point, I think the Mets will know whether Kodai Senga is a success or not. I think they'll know. Yeah. I mean, it'll be. I think it'll be pretty clear after this year if he can translate into Major League Baseball. So we'll see. Yeah, I think the first year is the most important year. The most pressure for sure. Uh, I mean, it's all important. I mean, he, you know, he, they're, they're asking him to be a part of this, just like they asked Scherzer, right. basically, and Verlander to be a member of this starting rotation for the next few years, at least. What do you think of our over/under here? So I, I uh, don't. I, I know I have an, an answer to the over/under. So we have the over/under at three point three of his ERA, an ERA of three point three. Um, I am going to take the over. And I'm going to take the over for a couple of reasons. One being that's really low. It's really good. That's a very, very good pitcher. I mean, that's elite. Career ERA in NPB was 2.42 or 2.59. Is and what he I had a heard. 1.94 last year. Yeah. Um, I, we have great defense. The Mets have a great defense. No, no shift anymore. I just think that's a, that's a pretty low ERA, and that's kind of arbitrary. So, well. Uh, I do want to take the over, which means I think he'll do worse than that. I think I'll double up on the over. I don't think he'll be too far away from that. And I think anything under a four, again, it's all arbitrary, but anything under a four, you look at that and you think, okay, that's a successful season, especially from a guy you could view as low as a number five because Carlos Carrasco and Jose Quintana could be due for great seasons. We mentioned Quintana had a fantastic second half last year. 
there's a lot of areas that can be filled with that number three. It doesn't have to be Kodai Senga. And I think the Mets have put him in a good position in that facet. But at the same time, the upside exists. There is a Kodai Senga that has an ERA under three. And I think there's batters that are befuddled by the ghost fork and the pitch sequencing that he has. But I will take the over in this scenario. I would like to add a secondary. As always. Are you ready? Do it. It's game started, and mm. Steamer has him projected at 26 starts. I also think that's high. You think that's high. So you would take – so let's set it at 23 and a half. 23 and a half, so So 24. if it's over, it's 24 more starts. You're getting good at these over-unders. You put it right between the Steamer and the stats in Japan. How about that? <laughs> All right. How about it? I will <sighs> – because they, they got to load manage Verlander and Scherzer. McGill and Peterson will get looks. I will take the under. And it I feel weird about it because I'm a big Senga guy. I've covered him a lot. I did a video on my channel. I'm high on him. I just want to be cautious that I don't let myself down. So I'm going to take the under on the starts and the over on the ERA, which feels wrong. I I'm gonna take the over here, okay. and it's and it's I'm it's gonna be barely over. I think I think they're gonna give him. You think he hits 26? I right think he hits camera. 25. Okay. That's my I thing. Like that. But I I will take the over. I like that. We we haven't disagreed in a while. To me, that's that. to me that's the key for for Singa is if he gets into the 20 starts, he's either established himself as a very effective starter, or this might be like the the dwindling of. Maybe he has 20 starts, but 30 games pitched. Maybe he's a reliever at the end. We'll see. I don't know. Or maybe that's how they manage him in the middle of the season. Who knows? They, they, they've got their work cut out for him. A lot of factors going into it. But one thing that is certain is that Kodai Sango will electrify City Field when he inevitably pitches on our first homestand, which hopefully I'll be at. I'd <laughs> like to be in the stadium You're, for his He's first trying start. to will. So he's got opening, just the opening day in... I mean... If he gets, like, the home opener, that'd be kind of cool. I think that's uh, which, still What Verlander's game do you spot. have? I have o- the home opener and the game after it. So you have the first – he has tickets to the first two games in City Field. So if I'm he gets to, to see get Verlander and Singa, if that's If they throw like him game dream. three, I'm going to file a complaint to somebody. I don't know. I don't know who. I don't know who's going to hear They're going to be like, oh, you had to go see oh, the Mets home opener I'm and so the sorry. next You had game. to watch Carlos Carrasco yeah. pitch? I'm so sorry. Cue the why. music, Jack. Hit the music, guys. Thank you for tuning in. That was Kodai Singa in the PP. For Jolly, I'm Jerry. Let's go Mets. But Jerry, when's the next one come out? Tomorrow, as always. Every day till opening day. Every day day till opening day. Until then, (sighs) listen to the beautiful tunes 